Psalms 11:3 If the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do In this camp Pastor Boni Bahati teaches us passionately on foundations on which the church and your life should be built on We believe as you listen to this sermon your heart towards the work of God will change your passion will increase and your life will be transformed Be blessed as you listen Welcome to our camp, Mighty Foundations Camp. Are you happy to be here? Yes. Fantastic. Do you have your notebooks with you? Yes. Do you have your Bibles with you? Yes. Okay. I'll start by defining what Mighty Foundations are. So our theme scripture is Psalms chapter 11 and verse 3. The Bible says, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for this opportunity to hear from you. Thank you because today will be a good day. Thank you because this marks the beginning of a lot of great things that are happening in our lives. Thank you, Father, for the wonderful things that you will do among us and in us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do so foundations the word foundations occurs in the bible or it is mentioned in the bible 80 times can you imagine 80 times it is mentioned in the bible the word foundations so foundation is defined as the lowest load bearing part of a building which is typically below the ground level the lowest load bearing part of a building like this building has a foundation that is below us we are actually stepping on the foundation we are seated on the foundation now without the foundation of this building of this building this building will not stand this building can easily collapse you hear me Do you hear me? So the foundations of this building are below us. It is the lowest part of a building. Number two, it is an underlining basis or principle. Foundations are underlining bases or principles. Foundations are underlining bases or principles. They are underlining bases of principle. For example, you can say this is the idea of all modern economics. Like all economics are based on this foundation. It is the underlining basis. Every cause has the underlining base. It has the underlining principle. So foundations are the underlining basis of principles. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, foundations are the underlining basis of principles. Yes. Medicine has underlining basis and principles. Law has underlining 
basis of principles. You understand? Do you understand? So the first definition of foundation is the part that is below the earth surface of a building. The second one, it is a principle. So when the Bible says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? It said, if the underlining principles and bases are destroyed, what can you and I, who are the righteousness, who are the righteous of God, the righteousness of, of, of God in Christ Jesus, what can we do? If the basis of your life is wrong, if the principles of what you are building on is wrong, what can you do? If the principles of money are wrong, what can you do? If the principles of life are wrong, what can you do? Eh? If the principle of love is not there in your life, what can you build on? In the sense of relationships. If the principle of love in marriage and tolerance is not there, do you think you'll survive with that man? You'll kill him. Araka upesi. Very fast. Quick fast. You do you think you can survive with that woman? Let me advise some men. Take a photo of your wife and put her on your screensaver. Anytime you feel like you are depressed in the course of the day, Pastor Eddie, just look at that picture and tell yourself, if I can handle her, I can handle anything in life. <laughs> just now, yeah. Just look at her and say, if I can handle this thing, then I can handle everything in life. Yeah. It's a secret. Kevin, just put that and look at her and say, if I can handle, I can handle anything in life. I can do all things, Pastor. You look at it and say, I can do all things. I can do all things. Yeah. <laughs> because handling a woman is not easy. Handling a woman is not easy. You also, know, you also find it hard to handle yourselves. They struggle handling themselves. Now imagine being handled by another person. It's like some ladies relegate their responsibility of being happy to another person. You know, it's not my responsibility to make my wife happy. It's not my responsibility. At all. Our happiness is our own personal responsibilities. My happiness is my personal So when we are both happy and we come together, we share in our happiness. But it's not tied on anyone to make the other happy. It's not in my job description to make her happy. Albert, it's not your JD. It was not in the vows. And from now henceforth, do you take this lady for the rest of your life? Did you say such a vow? Did you say such a vow? Did you say such a vow? Neither did I. Did you say? Neither will you. So your happiness and your joy is your personal your personal responsibility. Yeah. So principles or foundations are the underlining principles or basis of things. Number three, 
the action of establishing an institution or organization. Foundations can also be defined as the action of establishing an institution or an organization. So, the Greater Love Church is an organization we are, we are, we are currently establishing. So, what I'm teaching in these four days is me trying to show you what this foundation, or rather what this organization is laid on. So that even in the future, when we have 1,000 branches, you remember the foundations of the Greater Love Church were the following. So anywhere we will ever go and build the Greater Love Church, these shall be the foundations we will build upon. Are we together? Uh, God told Paul, I think in the book of Corinthians, lay upon the foundations which your fathers laid on. And he said the church is built on the foundations, is it in the book of Acts? on prophets and apostles. So nobody else can come and build the church on another foundation. The church cannot be built on the foundation of pastors. It can be built on the foundation of evangelists. It will be an error. It can be built on the foundation of, of what? Of teachers. The foundations of the church are prophets and apostles. It's the apostles. That's why we use the apostles' teachings. Apostle Paul and the prophet's teachings. Most of the scriptures we read were either written by prophets or apostles. They're not written by teachers of the word. They're not written by pastors. They're not written by evangelists. So if I start propagating another gospel and trying to build the church on another foundation, I'll be misled. I'll be going out of the scriptures. Having been built on the foundations of apostles and prophets. Oh, it is efficient. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. I go back to verse 19. Now therefore, you are no strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Mm -hmm. So the houses of God, look, go back, go back, 19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Are we together? So you are part of the household of who? And citizens. Together with the saints. Now, the household of God, he continues to share where the household of God, the household of God is built on. Verse 20. Having been built on the foundations of apostles and who? Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. The cornerstone of a building is the first stone that is laid at the corner. It's the first stone that you lay at the corner. So the first stone that was laid on this church of Jesus Christ was laid by Christ himself. He was the chief cornerstone. And the foundation was the foundations of apostles and prophets. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are no longer a foreigner. You are no longer a, a stranger. You are part of the household of God. You are part of the household of the Greater Love Church.
You are part of the household of the greater love nation. You are a citizen of the greater love nation. Tell your neighbor, don't be afraid. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are a citizen of the greater love nation. You are a citizen. A full citizen with all citizens' rights. Not an alien, not a foreigner, a full citizen. Naturalized. You are a citizen by naturalization. Actually, you are a citizen by birth. Because you received Christ in the greater love nation. So you are a citizen by birth. You were born again. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. You, are a full citizen. you are a full citizen. There's a song, there's a song that is coming to my mind that I was listening to and I really liked it. Can I teach you? Yeah. Did you practice the song? I'm blessed. So blessed. Very blessed. I'm so blessed to be stressed. I'm blessed. So blessed. Very blessed. I'm so blessed to be stressed. Can we sing the song? Did you guys practice it? But I sent it last week. Oh, you're practicing <clears throat> so you won't know it. Anyway, let them practice. When they practice, we'll sing all, all together. But we can sing without, without the music, right? Yeah. Now repeat after me. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So, blessed. so blessed. Very blessed. Very blessed. I'm, too blessed to be I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm blessed. So blessed, so blessed, very blessed, very blessed. I'm, too blessed to be I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm blessed, I'm blessed. So, blessed. so blessed, very blessed. Very blessed. I'm, too blessed I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too blessed to be But it's a good place to, to, to declare. Tell your neighbor, I am so blessed, I am so blessed. To, be a, a, to be a citizen of the greater love nation. That I can't be stressed. Yeah. I can't be stressed. I'm too blessed. To be a member of this nation. To be a member of this family. A citizen of this nation. Is a great blessing. Yeah. God is going to bless us. We are laying the right foundations. Yeah. Can we sing the song The Army is Rising? There's an army rising. Who will lead us? Are you awake? Brother, go. Or oh, your leg. <laughs> your leg. It's good. That shows I know I'm a citizen. Yeah, I need to belong there. I didn't yakitambo. They are testing the foundation. Our generation shall do what? Fantastic. So, the foundations of the law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? Get a seat, Prince. 
as the foundations of law and order have collapsed. What shall the righteous do? So things you should know about foundations. Things you should know about foundations. Things you should say about you should know about foundations. Foundations. Um, I say the word foundation is found in the Bible. How many times? Eighty times. Not eight times. Eighty times. Eighty. Eighty. Eighty-four. Eight-zero. Number one. God wants His church built on certain foundations. If the church will grow and create influence, God wants His church built on certain foundations. If the church is to grow and create what influence. Now, when I'm talking about the church, I'm not talking about the building per se. I'm talking about you. You are the church. God wants you built on certain foundations. Are we together? God does what? Wants you built on certain. If you're going to grow and have some influence. Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. Therefore, Whoever who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who has built his house on the rock. Therefore, anyone who will hear these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a man who is wise and who has built his house on a rock. God wants you to build your life on certain foundations. If you are going to grow, there are some foundations you have to be built upon. If you want to grow, you can't be built on foundations that are shaky. You can't be built on foundations that are weak links. You can't be built on weak foundations. You have to be built on strong foundations. Foundations that carry authority. Foundations that are willing to be lost. I'm going to show you a few things that... Foundations in a few. But I want you to know as of now that God wants you to build your life on certain foundations if you are going to grow and if you are what? If you are going to have influence. If anyone who hears, hears these things of mine and does them, I liken him to a wise man. So anyone who will listen to this camp and go and do what that which I have said they should do, I liken that person to a wise person. So the opposite is true. If you will hear what I have said and you don't do, I liken you. Look at that neighbor of yours and ask them, neighbor, do you want to be likened to a wise man? Then do that which you are hearing today. We've interceded. Pastor Ken is here and Pastor Ken prays for 24 hours. So him being here, we are safe. Even if we don't pray, he's 24 hours. Hours of prayer are enough for us. Therefore, whoever who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I liken him to a wise man who has built his house on a rock. So houses of wise people are built on rocks. Houses of foolish people are not built on rocks. They are not built on the right foundations. That's why those houses cannot grow. Your soul has not been built on the right foundation. That's why you are a weakling. Something so small. Usha jam. Adam and Ibo. Adam and Ibo. 
Because you are a weakling. What is that now? Something so small. When you see someone who is always saying that, just remember this scripture. If anyone who hears these sayings of mine, and that's that which I'm saying, I liken him to a wise man who has built his house on the rock. TPT. What does TPT say? Give him a microphone. Tupitize it for us. Quickly. Matthew 7.24. Matthew 7.24. TPT. Mm -hmm. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. Wow. Read that again and put it for us on the screen. Find it for us and put it on the screen. Read. Everyone who hears my teachings. Everyone who hears my teachings. And applies it to his life. And applies it to his life. Can be compared. Can be compared. To a wise man. To a wise Who built his house. Who built his house. On an. On an. Unshakable. Unshakable. Foundation. Foundation. So if you're listening to me, Prince. And you build your life. After what I'm teaching you, you are likened to a wise man. If you don't do it, you're not likened to a wise man. You are likened to a fool who built his house on a shaky foundation on sand. And because of building his what? life on sand, when the rains came, his house was swept away. So there was no time for him to grow. And there was no time for him to become influential. On this rock, I will build my church. The t-shirt, you're the one wearing the t-shirt. And the scripture is there. So God is saying, on this rock, the one wearing the t-shirt is the rock. You're not seeing the scripture. <laughs> my God. The scripture is right here. Not on sand. This rock called Magi. This rock called Bonke. This rock called Florence. Like my late mother. This rock called Sandra. This rock called Edwin. This rock called Cecilia. This rock called Gavige. That is the rock on which I will build my church. If anyone who hears my teachings and applies them, applies is the word, not just hearing, because hearing you will hear. You have four days of listening to, to me speaking to you, and by extension, listening to God. But it does not end at hearing. The Bible says, once has the Lord spoken to me, twice have I heard. When the Lord speaks once, you should listen at least twice to understand what he's saying. Once has the Lord spoken to me, twice have I heard. If anyone applies it to his life, if you just apply Apply. Like you see this paint here. Do you like it? Do you like the stage? Does it look beautiful? This is paint that was applied. So if anyone hears my message and applies it to his life, he becomes as beautiful as this surface. Because when paint was applied on this surface, there was beauty that was seen on the surface. So the, if, can you imagine if you just bought paint and kept the, the cans of paint down here? And we are saying, you know, we have paint, we have red, we have black, we have green. Of what benefit would it be? Of what benefit would it be? Talk to me. Would we have beauty on the surface? 
That's the same thing with you, man. If you hear, you have to apply. If you don't apply, beauty does not come. You're not likened to a wise man. God wants his church built on certain foundations. And these foundations are they that make the church grow and become influential. If you're going to be influential in this world, you have to build on these foundations. Give me the message Bible for that scripture. Are we together? God wants you and me. Tell about God wants you and me. Built on certain foundations. If we are going to become wise, if we are going to become beautiful, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. Wow. They are foundational words. The key word is they are what? I'm not just speaking home improvement standards. No, I'm not doing a makeover. I am giving you foundational, not incidental, additions. They are foundational words. Words to build a life on. Golda, do you want to build your life? Then these are the words you should build your life on. God wants his church built on certain foundations. If the church is going to become something strong, something big, something influential, the church must be built on certain foundations. Can you imagine if you walked into a building that is 20 stories high, then you are told the foundation of this building is the same as the foundation of the Greater Love Church, Longai. Would you want to stay in that building? What would you do? Run. You would run for your life. Some of you, you want to go so high, but your foundations are so weak. You want to influence so far, but your foundations are so weak. Like you will die. If you want to influence so high, influence so far, then let your foundations be built on foundational words. If you work these words into your life, my God. If you do what? Work these words into your life. You are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid. So imagine words have power to build. That's what they basically say. If you work these words into your life, you are like a carpenter. So words are like nails. Words are like timber. Words are like stones. Words are like cement. Words are like tumor. Words are like tiles. If you work them into your life, guess what? Can you hear me? Guess what? If you work them into your life, you become a smart person who has built them. Brother, on a solid rock. Number two. God is the one who lays the foundations. Things you should know about foundations. Number two, God is the one who lays foundations. Foundations are laid by God. Foundations are what? Our generation shall praise your name. Our generation shall praise, shall praise your name. 
generation shall praise your name. Our generation shall praise, shall praise your name. God is the one who lays foundations. Isaiah 28 verse 16. God is the one who lays foundations. This is to tell you, if God has not laid the foundation for your education, your degree is a tissue paper. Why can a tissue paper take you? Toilet. Only. Can you imagine tissue paper is only useful in the toilet? Only. Guy, I've never thought about that, by the way. It is only useful in the toilet. And actually not even useful for long. Just a few seconds. Not even hours. Seconds. Then you flash it. So if God has not built the foundation for your education, the one you're trying to pursue so hard is like that tissue paper. It's only useful for a second. It is just as useful, it will be useful in those four years of education. And that's it. How, you see how hard you're trying to study? If God has not built that foundation, it is short-lived. It is short-lived. Eh? It will be built on sand. If God has not laid the foundation of your relationship, it is as useful as a tissue paper in the toilet that is useful for seconds. And it has many substitutes. You can decide to use a gazette. You can decide to use leaves or water. So if God has not laid the foundation of your relationship, the foundation of your life, it is short-lived. It is easily substituted. The Bible says, therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I lay in Zion a stone a stone for what? Who lays the foundation? Who lays the stone in Zion? I can't hear you. Who lays the foundation? The Bible says, therefore, thus says the Lord God. So it is God who is saying, I therefore lay a foundation in Zion. A tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever who believes will not act Use New Living Translation. Translate it for us. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem. A firm and tested stone. It is precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever who believes needs never to be. Go back to New King James. Look at that scripture. I lay a sure foundation. Sure. A, a stone, that, a foundation that is tried and tested. I laid. My God. And I am I the Lord, I'm the one laying it. A sure foundation. And I'm laying it in a particular place in Jerusalem. <laughs> and who knows? When the Bible speaks of Jerusalem in the New Testament or in the Old Testament, it was a shadow of the church. Do you know that? The Bible says in Revelation, and I saw the New Jerusalem coming down, which was the church of the, of, of, of the firstborn son. So anytime you see the, the word Jerusalem in the Bible, it is typifying the church of Jesus Christ. So I lay a cornerstone foundation in Jerusalem. So the stone is already, the foundation is already laid in the church. So anybody who has built their life 
upon the foundation of the church. They have built it upon a sure foundation. Because that foundation has been laid by God. Your education is not a sure foundation. It is a shaky foundation because it was laid by men. Ah. 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 It was led by who? These men. You think it is God who, who laid the foundation for your university? Jesus only said, I built my church and the gates of hell. So if you want your education to benefit you, you must lay your foundation upon the foundation that was laid by God, which is the foundation of Jerusalem, the cornerstone in Jerusalem. Then the Bible says, whoever who believes this will not act hastily. That is to say, a man of faith is not hasty in his business. Use King James. A man of faith is not hasty. You shall serve the Lord, then you are patient. You are not panicking. You say, me, I'll serve God, I'll be patient. I'll, I'll go to school, yes. I'll use my degree, yes. I'll study, yes. But for me, my focus is to serve the Lord and do my schoolwork. Then the Lord, because he's God, he's going to prove that he's sure. He's going to prove that he's sure. He's not a liar. Yeah, that's why I, this morning I was remembering a scripture in the book of Daniel. The Bible says that when Daniel and Meshach and Abednego, was it Abednego? Eh? The three Hebrew boys, Meshach, Shadrach, when they were brought before the king, the king said, I want them to be given the delicacies of the king. The delicacies of the king, right? Everybody else in this facility should eat the delicacies of the king. But the three boys said, no. For us, we will not defile ourselves by eating the delicacies of the king. What we will do is that we will believe our God and we shall only eat vegetables and water. But for them, give them cuckoo, give, give them lamb, give them pita, fine wine. So he said, please, test your servants for 10 days. And let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Salad. It's called garden salad. Give us garden salad and water. But the others, give them all they want. Verse 13. Then let our appearance be examined before you. And let the appearance of the young man who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. As you see fit, so deal with your servants. So you see the ones who have given themselves to the delicacies of the king, the delicacies of this world, the delicacies of beauty, the delicacies of, hey, I want to become this, I want to become that, I'm working hard to become this, I want to become popular, I can't go to church because blah, 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 here and there. You say, oh, I want to become rich, I want, all those things. Let them have them. But for us, give us vegetables and water. Then let our appearance be examined. After the end of those days, let our appearance be examined. 
It was 10 days or how many days? 10 days. After 10 days, those who were eating makafishi, manyeni, namae, let our appearance be examined vis-a-vis -vis those who are eating the king's delicacies. What you don't know is once you're built on the foundation that God has built, whether you take vegetables and water or you take I don't know what, at the end of the day, when the appearance is examined, you'll always come out on top. Yeah. At the end of the day, you see right now they're laughing at you, you're in church. They're saying, how can we just be your work is church, church, church. Tell them, no problem. Give yourself 10 years and give me. I will take kafeshi and vegetables and water. For you, take the delicacies of the king. Take everything you want. Look for babas the way you want. Travel the way you want. Do everything you want. Then after 10 years, let us come and examine. Vis-a-vis, -vis, you, you, you are delicacies. Let's compare notes. Let's compare notes. We shall see. The Bible is always clear. Anybody who builds upon the foundation that God has built, they will always come out on top. Let's, go, let's continue read verse 16. At the end of 10 days, oh, sorry, 15. At the end of 10 days, at the end of 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the kings. Ladies and gentlemen, this test is still here in the world today. You either choose to go for the world and what the world has to offer, or you choose what is boring, but what God is offering. Because honestly speaking, garden salad is not compared to king's delicacies. It's boring. Yeah. To some degree, our life might not be all that rosy. It may not be a delicious life. Because we have to say no to so many things. But guess what? Even in that boring life, as long as that, has been, that foundation has been laid by God, you will come out better, ten times better than the, than the ones who chose. Because the Lord says, I am the one who is laying a foundation in Jerusalem. I tried and tested stone. And anybody who believes will not be hasty. Then you shall return. Atuwezi yomba pesa. Uende camp. Mimi, sina shida. Weni sawa. Atuwezi tafutaka mbaba kakusaidie. And you have to use, you have to use what you have to get what you don't have. You'll get it when you go home. Atuwezi tafuta mama. Nambaba. Anakuita Kevini. Burayan. Burayan. Stephanie. Atuwezi piesgani. Burayani. Kevini. Stephanie. Atuwezi piesgani. PS5. 
Unajua kinyo unafaa kufanya? Jiupate PS5. Chesa kama wewe. Tunajua Kenya na feda. Acha nikunywe dawa kwaza. Alafu fanye Kenya na feda. I. I. Ngeketo. I. I. Nataka nicheze PS. Unicheze. Tell them don't worry. You have what you want. My foundation has been laid by God. It's a sure cornerstone. A precious cornerstone. A sure foundation. And he that believes shall not make haste. I know whom I believed. The Bible says, I know whom I have believed. I know him. I have tried him before. I have tested him before. I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have tested. So I'm missing a raka. Missing a pressure. Who are pressure? Where will you partake 10 years? Now where you partake 10 years and Babawako? Then we shall return. The Bible says, and you shall return. And you shall do what? Then there shall be what? There shall be a distinction between those who serve the Lord. A clear distinction. Day and night. Because it is the Lord who lays the foundations. Look, your Lord degree is useless without God. It is useless, my dear. You will work so hard to get it and end up trolling. You'll end up twirling. You then a jivanji kwa lawyer jivanji. Lawyer wa abo jivanji. Nasuti yako. Na abo jivanji. Unalalia viatuzako zisibiwe. Na degree yako ya low. Na kizugu yako nyingi. Na business. Business what? Na breakfast yako kapilo. Then you shall return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who don't. You shall return. And the difference will be there. And the difference will be clear. When they were examined, their appearance was ten times better than the boys who chose to eat the king's delicacies. That shall be your story. They shall return and say, these boys have been built to last. These boys, these girls have been built to last. Because they are built on mighty foundations. The foundation that was laid by God himself. God himself. He laid the foundation the sure stone. It was not laid by a man. I, the Lord, that says the Lord. Go back to my scripture in Isaiah. Therefore, that says the Lord, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation. For a foundation, I lay what? 
I don't lay mabati. No. Not wood. I lay what? That is to tell you I am sure about what I am doing. And I don't, I don't just lay a stone. I lay a tried stone. And that tried stone is not just a tried stone. It is a precious stone. A precious cornerstone. Then it is a sure Ni sure bet. Guarantee. Because of the foundation I've laid, don't be in a hurry. Look at that. Because of the foundation I've laid, he says, he that believes that I've laid this foundation shall not be hasty. Shall not make haste. You'll not be in a hurry. That you are, ah, Mimi, I'm built to last. Eh, Missy, Missy, candle, candle flame. candle flame. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gazette. No sooner was it so bright than she dimmed off. There are some people, their lives are like that. They seem so bright for a second. The next minute, but that shall not be your story. Because you are a sure foundation. You are a sure cornerstone. I say you are a sure foundation. You are a sure cornerstone. The Lord is laying this foundation in Jerusalem. Hey! This foundation has been laid by God and it is sure. It is precious. Yeah. Hey. That's why we say, Our generation shall praise. Our generation shall praise. Shall praise your name. Our generation shall praise your name. Our generation shall praise, shall praise your name. Because we know the foundation on which we've been built. We know it. We're not guessing. It's not guesswork. We know this is the foundation we've been built on. And our foundation is what? It's sure. It is tried. It is precious. It is tested. Mimi sina haraka ya kuomoka. Huwa pressure. Mimi sina haraka ya kuendesha Benz. Ah ah. Si nangoja nipangwe. Jumanya nipanga ni sure bed. Ni sure bed. Abatishi Liverpool. Newbury. Let's have a manu. I did don't miss the point, eh? We are built. So, Mimi Sinanini. Sina pressure. 
We are building Mimi na haraka kama maaniu ya kufungwa kuliko nyama Unafungwa kuliko motula Unafungwa kama nyanda 20 Ada giza itaingia Umefungwa kama njugu ya street neighbor have been built to last Adam was waku mwizi wa kuku hapigwi hivyo Walisahau kupea nyasi god Nimesarenda. Nimesarenda. Niendelee maniache. Niendelee maniache. Niende wangapi wasema niendelee? Wangapi wasema niache? Tuendelee. Uwezi fungwa kuliko kifuli? Unafungwa haraka kama mlango ya lodging. maombi atufungangi hivyo Kelo neighbor neighbor he that believes does not make haste Sina haraka Maniu msikwe na haraka Mnajua league ni yenu Amnanga haraka Huwa pressure He that believes does not make haste You shall and you shall return next year at time like this and you will be hearing as of August Manu had taken the league Tell your neighbor neighbor the foundation is being laid by God the foundation of my life The foundation of my career The foundation of my calling The foundation of my education is being laid by God Not men Listen The foundation is not being laid by men The foundation is not being laid by hard work Because if men lay the foundation then they can as well demolish it. Yeah. If I built you, I can destroy you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If the foundation was laid by hard work, then one day when you're not able to work, to work hard, then the thing will crumble. Yeah. But when it is built by God, yeah. it is a sure foundation. Yeah. It cannot crumble. It can't go down. The Bible says, 
Listen to me. The Bible says, the path of a just man shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect unto the perfect day. Because that foundation, that light, is light that is coming from God, who is the father of all lights. So the light has to keep on growing, shining, and shining, and shining. I see your life shining, and shining, and shining, and shining, and growing, and becoming mighty. You are not ordinary. Tell about I'm not ordinary. I ain't ordinary. I have been built to last. Show them your t-shirt. Say, I am built to last. I am done what? I am built to last. Built to last. So sinaraka. Because I know whom I have believed. I know whom I... Give me that scripture in Timothy. I know whom I believed. I know whom I'm persuaded. I know whom I'm following. He is able to keep that which I've entrusted unto him and to the perfect day. Yes! I know whom I believed. Who is able to keep that which I've entrusted to him and to the perfect day. Yes! 2 Timothy 1.2 1.12 2 Timothy 1.12 2 Timothy, quickly. I am built to last. Tell about I am built to last. For this reason also, suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. So when I'm suffering, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him until that day. Until that day. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. He will keep that which I've committed to him. Hey! Do you have NCV? New Century Version? Centralize it for us. I want it on the screen. The Bible says, I am suffering now because I tell the good news. Right now is the truth I'm suffering. You are suffering. Look at where you are sleeping. You couldn't afford a hotel. We are to host you. And even the person hosting you is struggling. We are all struggling. To machine your sister water. So we are all suffering. But guess what? I am suffering now as I speak the good news. But I am not ashamed. So even in my sufferings, I am not ashamed. I am not what? I might be walking, but I'm not ashamed. I might be broke, but I'm not ashamed. I might be single, but I'm not ashamed. I might be as broke as a church mouse, but I'm not ashamed. I don't even have a church t-shirt, but I'm not ashamed. I couldn't afford to come for this camp, but I'm not ashamed. I am not what? For I know, because I know Jesus, the one in whom I have believed, and I am sure is able to protect what he has trusted what, what he has trusted me with until that day. So I know Jesus, whom I have believed, and I'm sure 
he is able to keep that which I have trusted to his commit. I have trusted to his hands. And I have trusted my life to his hands. I have trusted my finances to his hands. I have trusted my career to his hands. So I know Jesus. I know Jesus. The one whom I believed. He is able and he will do it. He will protect me from armed robbers. He will protect me from being a struggler. You are not a hustler. You might be struggling right now. You may be hustling right now. But guess what? That's not your end. Because the Bible says the path of a just man shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Because I know whom. I know whom I believe. The foundation is laid. By who? For I lay a foundation in Zion. A sure foundation. A tried stone. A precious cornerstone. I lay it. I the Lord lay a sure So you might be sick. But guess what? You are on a sure foundation. That means you will get whole. Yes, you will get whole. You might be having mental disorder. But you are built on a sure foundation. The one you are built on is the one who restores the minds of human beings. Yeah. Your son might be sick. But guess what? You are laid on a foundation that is sure. Sure foundation. You may not be having anyone to date. All the guys you've gone to have said no. But guess what? You are built on a sure foundation. You are built on a sure Not the foundation of men. Your family does not even believe you are called. When they say this one is becoming a pastor, they say, ah, no. Pastor, hey, hey. Pastor, would you Don't worry. Don't worry. The Lord has laid you on a sure. And he that believes shall not do what? Shall not do what? He that believes shall not make. Because you know you are built to last. Unaraka. Yeah, unaraka. Yeah? He, the Bible says, he that hastens to be rich, that's what? Has an evil eye. Is Proverbs what? Proverbs 28, 28. 28, 22. He that hastens to be rich has an evil eye. When you are hasty, an evil man with an evil eye hastens after riches. Use King James. A man, he that hasteth to be rich hath an evil eye and considereth not that poverty shall come. Do you love your Bible? He that hastens to be what? Has what? So we unaraka. Zero pressure. Because you are built. I am built to last. I am built. Do this. I am built to last. I am built to last. And he that believes does not make haste. Another scripture says what? Proverbs 17, 14, 29. The Bible says, He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. But he that is hasty of spirit exalted. 
Use New King James Nomwelewe. You, when you are hasty, you exalt foolishness. Hey, I love the Bible. Hey, I love the Bible. Do you have your Bible? Do you have your Bibles? Kila mdua kwa na Bible? Aya, tuenda basi. Above the head. Aya, kila mdua kwa na Bible? Aya, tuenda basi. Above the head. My Bible. Across the shoulders. Peruse the pages. Good one. Kila mdoka na Bible. Tuende basi. Above the head. Across the shoulders. Peruse the pages. Root those verses. Ah, good one. Thank you very much. Let's do it again. Kila mdoka na Bible. Kila mdoka na Bible. Turn the basi above the head. Above the head. Across the shoulders. Across the shoulders. Peruse those Bibles. Peruse those Bibles. Read those verses. Read those verses. Above the head. Above the head. Across the shoulders. Across the shoulders. Peruse those Bibles. Peruse those pages. Oh, peruse those pages. Yes. Then read those verses. Read those verses. Wow. Turn the basi. You're level two. Kila mdoka na Bible. Kila mdoka na Bible. Above the head. Above the head. Across the shoulders. Across the shoulders. Read those pages. Read those pages. Read those verses. Read those verses. Wah, 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 wah. Hey. Kila mdoka na Bible. Above the head. Above the head. Across the shoulders. Read those verses. Read those pages. Read those pages. Read those verses. Read those verses. Wah, 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 wah. Hey, 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 hey. He that is hasty, he who is impulsive, exalted. Foolishness. Give us the message Bible. When you are hasty, you are exalting foolishness. Hey! Bible says, quick-tempered person stockpiles stupidity. So your stupidity is stockpiled. NLT. NLT. Give us NLT. Bible says, people with understanding control their hunger. But a hot, hot temper shows when you are hasty, you are showing great. What does TPT say? Who has TPT? TPT. TPT says, when your heart is overflowing with understanding, you'll be very slow to get angry. But if you are a quick temper, you are impon- your impatience will be quickly seen by all. Yeah. He that is hasty, go back to the one that says, he that is hasty, exalted foolishness. KJV. Swahili. What does Swahili say? Mtu asiemwepe. Ngasoma. Ngasoma kitu fine. 
Nasoma kitu fani. Kitu fine. Kitu fine. Eh, mtu asiye mwepesi wa hasira ana busara kubwa. Lakini akasirikae upesi hukuza upumbavu. Kasoma kitu legit. Kasoma kitu fine fine. Kasoma kitu fine. Kitu legit. Neno la Bwana linasema mtu akasirikae haraka anakuza nini? Senzi. So the foundation is being laid by God. And if God is laying the foundation, you are not hasty. Huna So what is the first foundation that God is laying? Number one. Ndiyo tunaanza? Ndiyo tunafanya nini? Siwasiki, ndiyo tunafanya nini? The first foundation is the foundation of losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. What a foundation. The first foundation that the Lord lays is the foundation of suffering. The foundation of what? Losing. The foundation of what? Sacrificing. And the foundation of losing, of dying. That's the first foundation. It's called the foundation of four. Foundation number one. The foundation of four appointments. The foundation of four. That's the, use that as the first foundation. The foundation of four appointments. The foundation of losing. The foundation of suffering. The foundation of dying. The foundation of suffering. L-S-S-D. L-S-S-D. The foundation of losing. Suffering. Sacrificing. And dying. Hey, pastor. That foundation is so hard, pastor. It's not me. It's Bible. Luke 14. 26. Kila mtoko na Bible? Yes. Aya, asanti. <laughs> if anyone comes to me, Jesus speaking, and does not hate his father, aya, aya, hate sinner. But Jesus says you should love. But it's the same Jesus saying you should hate. You know, hate is a very strong word. You don't just use hate. You don't just tell someone, I hate you. Ninzito. Nijambo nzito ilo. Nijambo nzito ilo sana. Nijambo nzito sana ilo. Eh? Nijambo nzito. Nzito sana. Kumusana kikwambia kupendi, I hate you. Nijambo nzito ilo. Nijambo za umisa roo ilo. Si jambo nzuri ilo. Ni jambo zafanya kukule pamba. Jambo la zafanya kukule nini? Pamba. Si jambo nzuri hilo. Amekumaliza kisiasa. Ni jambo nini? Nzito hilo. 
Jambo nzuri hilo. But guess what? Jesus is saying if any man shall come after me, he must first hate his father and mother. Kwanza he starts with the most precious person, your father and your mother. You must first hate that very precious person in your life. If it, the person that is, is irreplaceable in your life, if you are going to follow Jesus, you have to hate him. Yesu. Hey, Yesu wakawanga na uruma. Akawanga na chills. Zero chills. Aki Yesu wewe. Aki Yesu wewe. Then number two, he says you have to hate your wife. The most important person after your father and mother is usually your wife. You have to hate. Your own choosing. Because your wife is your choice. Look, don't be laughing at your wife's choices. You're one of them. You are one of the choices. So stop laughing. When she wears funny dresses, you say, hey, is that what you could choose? Remember, you're the first choice. You're the first choice. So you look like that dress, perhaps. He says you must hate your father and mother. Then hate your wife. Then he says after that, hate your children. Your own offspring. Hate them. Hate Jason. Hate Judah. Hate Kisha. Hate. Hate Trevor. Omoni Timo. Hate him. Omoni Timon. Hate him. Mike Jr. hate him. Genio Jr. hate him. Kyoi Jr. JR. Or KJ. Hate him. Then hate your brothers and sisters. This is the cost of choosing Jesus. This is the cost of choosing Jesus. The first foundation that Jesus lays is a very expensive foundation. And this foundation is meant to disqualify people. Yes, it is so expensive so that people, don't, people are not willing to come. Bible says the way that leads to hell is broad. Very wide. The path that leads to destruction. Very wide. But the path that leads to righteousness is narrow. Narrow. Straight and narrow. Straight and narrow. Matthew chapter what? Chapter 7, verse. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Omondi Timon. Omondi Timon. Omondi Timon. Omondi Timon. Omondi Timon. Stay away from the broad gate. Stay away from 
walk by the straight and narrow. Walk by the straight. Jesus is saying, if you want to follow me, hate your brothers and sisters. What's the name of your brother, my dear? You have a sister. What's the name of your sister? Tabiresia. Tabe who? Come, 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 come. Ati ngasema, ngasema nini? Tabiresia. Skiza, skiza. Una dada unaongea. Tabiresia. Sasa unaongea na brother ako ito brayo. Skiza jina nzuri yapa. She's called Tabiresia. She's called Tabiresia. So God is saying, do you want to follow Jesus? Do you want to follow Jesus? Jesus is saying, if you want to follow him, hate Tabiresia. Hate Tabiresia. Do you have a brother? Do you have a brother? Come, what's the name of your brother? Brayo. Kevo. You don't know your brother's name. You're thinking. Moses. Moses. Jesus is saying, do you want to follow Jesus? You have to hate Moses. You have to hate Moses. You have to hate Moses. Yesu kasema ngachukia ndugu yako. Kakulisha wao pamba. Kachukia wao. There's a there's a Sunday, Sunday Congolese song I'm trying to remember. Yesu kasema nilikuwa mzee na sasa ni mzee. Sijawahi ona haki. Eh? You know it how to play it. Aiona mwenye haki ameachwa mi. Wala watoto wake kuomba omba mikate barabarani yo. Mungu ni mwaminifu kwa ali zake mwanadamu.
nasema nilikuwa kijana sasa Jesus is not easy, man. To follow Jesus, to follow Jesus is not easy. Living for Jesus is not easy. Don't believe anyone who tells you or who prevents, who rather, don't believe anyone who presents a false version of Christianity to you. Christianity is all about following Jesus and becoming like Christ. For the things Jesus said about becoming his disciples, this almost seems as though he did not want anyone to follow him. Because he wants different people who are tempted to follow him. Tell them, yeah, following me is not what the world is presenting. The world is presenting following Jesus as he is the fix it, is your mixer fix it. What's the name of that movie of that guy who is the mixer fix it? There's a certain movie. I'm forgetting his name. A certain guy is always saying, let's go to this country. I watched that movie a while back. I've forgotten. Anyway, Jesus is not that. Jesus ain't that, man. You're trying to remember the movie, you know, you watch? Hey! The things that Jesus spoke about anyone who wants to follow him were basically almost like saying, I don't want anyone to follow you. So look at a, let, us, let us look at a few people Jesus warned against following him. So that if there's anyone here who does not want to live by these terms, I want you to prepare, a, Mwanzia is Mwanzia. Mwanzia, prepare a letter of resignation from following Jesus. 
I want us to give people who are not willing to follow Jesus to resign from following Jesus now. So prepare our lawyer, prepare a good letter, a letter of resignation. Say, I so and so hereby declare that I resign from following Jesus. After reading the terms and conditions of following Jesus, I resign. I cannot bear. I can't bear. Matthew 19.21 Matthew 19.21 Matthew 19.21 Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. Can you imagine? And after you've done that, you will have God, God sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. After you've sold, now come follow me. So the first people that Jesus warned about following him is the rich. He told the first people he warned, he told rich man, following me is not easy. The first condition of a rich man following Jesus is forfeit your riches then come and follow me. The first cost the first warning he gave to the rich. Madam, you want to be rich? You want to be a fine, fine, yellow, rich girl? Fine, fine, yellow, yellow. Is the girl fine? If fine, you know fine. If fine, you know fine. Is the girl fine or not fine? Instagram girl. Fine, fine girl. A girl toto. Instagram girl. A toti. Jaber. Oh, Jaber. Osepina. Oseptuna. That means. Eh? Oseptuna. Oseptuna. The friend of my heart. Jaber. Oseptuna. Jaber and Ametameta. But Jesus said, if you want to follow me, the first thing you have to forfeit is your desire to become rich. Your desire to become rich with Jesus are not compatible. Become a majina mafuta. Hazingiani. Hazipatani. Hazingiani. Hazipatani. The first warning he gave, he went straight to the rich. He said, ah, you want to follow me, Mr. Rich Guy? Pastor Eddie, the rich boy, millionaire. You want to follow me? He told him, if you want to follow me, you have to forego your riches. Mr. Rich Girl, Madam Rich Girl, Miss, you, if you want to follow me, you have to forego your business. You can't be in with me if you are still looking for money. Namamirion. Ngamwaya. The second warning he gave is in Luke 14, 26, what we just read. If you want to follow me, you must hate your father and mother. Can you imagine the warnings he's giving? Ah, if you want to follow me, hate your mother. If you want to follow me, stop being rich. What do we live for? So we live for those things. Being rich and having good parents. Or being good parents. Isn't that what we live for? But imagine if you're going to follow Jesus, you can't live for that. 
Monsia, is the letter ready? Where is Monsia? Prepare. You didn't hear what I said. Allah. Kuja, kuja, kuja. Now, you guys, give the gun to this one. We will wash you. Quickly, quickly. There, there, there. Surrender. Who has told you to shoot? Who has told you to shoot? <laughs> you don't wait for instructions. Mwanzia, take the gun. Wait for instructions. Surrender. Who has... Wait, 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 wait. You don't know how to follow instruction. You are not. You are not going to be hasty because you are hasty. Last one, brother. What have you done? Say that we bind you. Listen to me. Don't cock the gun until I tell you. Are we together? Yeah. So anyway, we've already watched. Go work on the guy. Are we together? Not go work on the letter. The letter of resignation. Luke 9.58. Luke 9.58. The third warning he gave. If he's not... Luke 9, 28. No, 58. We've already done 28. 58. Emotion at all. Tuli hama komotion in the water. Use this side. It's the other side. Tell him he's killing us. Eh? Adukumbusha misri. Mwambie farao. Tume. Sita rudi. Mwambie farao. Nime okoka. Sita rudi. Tena misri. Naenda kanani. Enda kanani. Naenda kanani. Naenda kanani. Sita rudi. Tena misri. Beautiful. The Bible says, if you follow me, is it foxes? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jesus said to him. Foxes have holes. Foxes have holes. And birds of the air have nests. But the son of man, the son of what? Has nowhere. He's nowhere to lay his head. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. So Jesus was giving a warning. He said, yo, Following me is risking to have nowhere to sleep. 
Because me see how? Me see how? How? Me see how? Where is he come? Jesus says he had eyes under him, but Leoni koko keja. Stoki hapa koaibio. So he was telling the disciples, following me is risking to have a place to sleep. Is risking him to have no place to sleep. Because foxes of the field have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But you are truly, son of man, is homeless. Not landlord. Son of man is homeless. Ana kia keja. Ana furniture. Ana kia keja. Asa da kwaje na furniture. Ana do. Ana kia keja. Ana Victor. Ati shuku fungua nyuma. Na Mr. Landlord. Mr. Landlord. Mlango ingolewi. Usiniaribie siku bana landlord. Umenizaba kwenye ko. He couldn't sing such songs. He couldn't sing such songs. Because he didn't have a place. So he gave first a warning. He said, you, number, warning number one, following me is risking not loving your mother and father. Number two, following me is risking not to be rich. <laughs> then warning number three, following me, is risking not to have a place to stay. Can you imagine, Pastor Ken, you got married and you have no way to take your wife? Yeah. You are on every day. You are on the journeys every day. You are on the journeys every Warning number three, following me is risking to have no place to stay. appointments. I'm just giving you warnings, disclaimers. So those who say, oh, I've stopped coming to church because I was told I'll have a house, no, I don't have a house. You do not read your Bible. Jesus never promised you a house. Actually, the only house he promised is not here. He said, in heaven, I go to prepare you a mansion. So you're not supposed to leave Jesus until you get to heaven and find there's no house. If you get there, but here on earth, he did not guarantee you a house. And he gave a disclaimer, a legal disclaimer. I don't have the ability to give you a house. Here on earth, me myself, sina how, so yes, kupea. And you, you live by my example. So when I'm Christo, unafuata Yesu. Yesu luku unafuata, ana nyumba, ana keja. Aye? Ananga place ya kudoz. Warning number one. You risk losing your parents. Warning number two, you risk not becoming rich. Warning number three, you risk not having a house. Warning number four, 
He said in Luke 9:61, Hey Jesus, Jesus, Aki Yesu wewe, Aki Yesu, Hey, my God, Aki Yesu wewe, Hey. Another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid farewell who are at my house. Look at the reply. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand on the plow and looking back is fit. So he said, the third warning, following me risk not having time to say goodbye. You risk not telling your parents, I'm going for a mission. No time to say goodbye. It's go to the U.S. now. You say, yes, sir. You report to your parents when they're already in the U.S. You say, by the way, Niko America. Nilisaukuwa show. Makosa niya. Makosa niya nani? Makosa niyangu. Karibu nisao. Lakini nakumbuka nikiwa huko, nikaandika email. Following Jesus is risking not to have time to say goodbye. No time for sweet nothings. You're bad. You're bad. No time to say, oh my God, I'll miss you, my mother. I'll miss you, my father. I'll miss you, my beloved. The final hug. There's no time to, be, to, to bid farewell to your beloved. No farewells when it comes to following Jesus. No farewell party. My, you, have, you don't have time to say, My beloved, I will be calling you. Beloved, we will be calling ourselves. My beloved, I like calling, I like calling you. Whether for a long time or a short time, I will be calling you, oh beloved. There is no time. There is no time. Nikata simu kwanza, yesu wana nipigia. Kata simu. There is no time. My beloved, I like calling. I like talking to you. How does that song start? Sing it for now. Sing it for now because you have no other time to sing it. If you don't sing it now, Jesus says there's no other time. right now. Dance right now. You have no time with Jesus. I will be, I will be calling you. We will be, we will be calling ourselves. My beloved, I like calling, I like talking to you. And I like it when you call me, I like calling you. 
When I call, I feel good, makes me happy, I like calling you. Whether for a long time or a short time, I want to call again, oh beloved. Oh beloved. Like our sound, brother. When I don't, I don't know what to do. I just think of calling you again, and I know I already called you twice today. It's an honor to talk to you, but it never seems enough. Cause I just enjoy the time. Talking with you, do you know? I really like calling you, calling you, and I like calling and talking. I like calling you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You have no time to sing that song again. You have no time. The song that will always ring in your heart. Take up your cross, follow me, deny yourself. Take up your cross if you wanna be my disciple. Take up your cross, follow me, deny yourself, follow me. Take up your cross, if you wanna be my disciple. Take up your cross, follow me, deny yourself, follow me. Take up your cross, if you wanna be my disciple. If any man will come after me. Sing for us. You don't know the song. If any man wants to come after me, I will receive him in peace to my rest. Only that he should know that any man who holds the plow and looks back isn't fit for my kingdom. Jesus isn't easy, but he has promised to sustain you. Don't be afraid, for he is faithful. Take up your cross, follow me, deny yourself, follow me. Take 
up your cross if you everybody do this take up your cross follow me deny yourself follow me take up your cross if you wanna be my disciple yo take up your cross follow me deny yourself follow me take up your cross if you wanna be my disciple take up your cross follow me deny yourself follow me take up your cross if you wanna be my disciple beautiful those are the kind of songs you'll be singing sit down now that song to sing it is easy singing that song is easy But remember the scripture we read. If anyone listens to my sayings and applies them to his life, then is he considered wise. If the man listens to my sayings and applies them to my life, only then is he considered wise. So singing the song is easy. Dancing to it. Very easy. But when the rubber meets the road, when the time to do what you did to do has come, um, pastor, my leg. Um, pastor, tiku bena kwangu, tina fea. Um, pastor, assignment. And pastor, Sina English. Nikona class. And pastor. Do game game fungo. Eh? Pastor. Kenjaime fungwa. Pastor. Maski dakauka. Mama yangwa meni tuma. Jesus already gave a warning. He said you will have no you'll have no time to follow your parents. You'll have no time to say goodbye. You'll, you'll have no time to be rich. You'll have no time to have a house. Actually, maybe the reason why he was saying that he has no place to sleep because he never settled. He was always on the move. He's always moving. He's always on the move. Because when you're following Jesus, you're always on the move. Look, when we were in the small dining hall, when we were 21 people, when one day God helped us expand a little bit, we did a good stage, gypsum stage. Ah, beautiful. Perfecto. I said, Lord, thank you very much. This place can comfortably sit 50 people. I was very happy. Hey! No sooner had we said, Lord, we are very happy for 50 people. When we finished building like this, we had 100 people. So we had nowhere to put them. After we finished with 100 people, what well, we said, now let's build another place for at least 200 people. Was it 200 or 500? 200 people. For 200 people. We, we raised 1.1 million. 1.7 million. We used 1.7 million to build the building. No sooner had we finished, thinking it's a dream come true, we had no place to put the people. We went to 500. We were, we were believing God for 200. We went to 500. Hey. 
When you're following Jesus, you have no time to build houses. You have no time to be comfortable. No time. When you feel like you're being comfortable, Jesus comes. Now we build this place. We say, this place can comfortably seat 500 people. No sooner had we moved here. Before it's one year, the place is full. The place is full. Now we, have, we were thinking, should we build a balcony? Should we do two services? No sooner had we thought that we are now becoming comfortable, the place became small. Now, we're not only thinking of building, we are thinking of buying the property now. We want property. This property is too small. There's no parking. There's no the children's church. We have like 30 children. 30 little lovers. We have no place for them. We need classes for them. Now, when you thought you were being comfortable, Jesus says, now, you need to believe me for 15 million. My God. That's why he had no time to be in a house. He had no time for comfort. He had no time for comfort. You, you are comfortable. Happy in your three-bedroom house with your one husband and one child and your wish car. You want to go and say hi to them. I want to go and say hi to my mom, to my dad on weekends. Eh, and some few dogs. You feel like you've already made it in life. You're always taking the dogs on walks. You're always walking with dogs. In the evenings. And taking photos with dogs. And washing them. Cutting their nails. Jesus is saying, if you're going to follow me, the first warning you need to have is you have no time for comfort. There's no time for comfort. There's no time to make babies. There's no time. You are always on the move. Always. At what? Leombaya. What's that? Take a bad. Take a bad. These are the warnings Jesus is giving. Warning number one you have no time for mother and father. Our to A1 family. Kuna mtunajua wa hii area, wa A1 family. Come for family gatherings on Sunday. Family gathering on Sunday? The day of the Lord? Family gathering? Wow. Oh, you know we need to have family lunch on Sunday? The day of the Lord? Wow. And where is Marcus? And where is the, uh, Renato? Oh, I was wondering. I couldn't see him. It's okay, sit. Time for family lunch. There's no time, my friend. You want to, oh, I could not come to church because my parents were saying we need to hang. Hey. Hey. Following Jesus and hanging out, not same sentence. I cannot be on the same sentence. You know they are saying I don't care about them. And you know they say family first. I'm drawing away from them. We are growing apart. I'm not balancing. 
Yo. Unless you've not read your Bible. Have you read the Bible? Is this a true Bible? What does the Bible say? Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. Uh -huh. The next verse, what did Jesus tell him? But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand on the plow, looking back, is fit. Nikuenda. Ukiamua Yesu, ni Yesu. One time, the parents came, of Jesus came to look for Jesus. Jesus was speaking to the, to, the, to the people in the temple, the Pharisees. And the parents came, and someone came and said, Hey, Mkurugenzi, Mkuru, your parents are outside here. Your parents and your brothers are looking for you. They got Jewish. Jesus was seated down, teaching. He said, eh, At what? Mkuru, sick or bad? Mini metumwa tu. Mapairo wako na mabro wako wako hapa nje. Wanakuchill. Jesus asked, Who is my mother and who is my father? Like, can you imagine? Your parent, is, your parent is calling for you. Then you ask your brother who has come to tell you, Who is my mother? <laughs> who? Like, do I have brothers? Do I have a mother? Do I? Then he said, Kula pause. Reward. My mother and my father are they that do the will of my father. Jesus speaking. Jesus Graseba. These are my brothers. These are my brothers. Whoever who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother, my sister, and mother. At A1, Amosi. Amosi. We clap for you. When you get to heaven, you'll be surprised. When you get to heaven, you'll be surprised. Because a lot of people don't like taking the words of Jesus literally. They're trying to find a revelation from this. There's no revelation. Revelation is whoever who does the will of my father is my father, is my mother, and is my sister. That is the revelation. There's no any other hidden revelation. Take it and it is. It is. Tell about it is. What it is. There's no metaphor in this. There's no symbolism in this. There's no mystery in this. It's not a parable. It is. It is. Following Jesus is saying, Here I am, Lord. Follow me. Here I am, I'll follow. It is that simple. So Jesus gave us a warning. Jesus did what? And guess what? Jesus does not lower his standards for anybody. It is you to raise your standard, not him to lower his. Tell your neighbor, Jesus will not lower his standard for you. You will have to raise your standards for him. So this is to say, obviously, Jesus did not intend to make things easy for anyone. He did not intend to lower the bar for anybody. He did not give anyone any special treatment, including yours truly. 
He knew that inviting us to follow him is a great privilege. And if it is a great privilege, then it is a great thing to be willing to pay a price for. He knew it. So he never treated anybody. What's happening? You don't know what you are doing, eh? Should we work on you? The privilege of being saved. At what? We wash them. The privilege of being saved by the blood of Jesus. The privilege of knowing God. The privilege of going to heaven is a privilege I am willing to pay any price for, including losing my wife. Including her losing me. If I'll make her not to get to heaven, we would rather separate. Because we will only be together for a maximum of 50 years. But eternity, yeah, because we will die at 70. Oh, you don't want to die at 70. Me, I know I'll, after 70, I can go and rest. <laughs> so for her, maybe she wants 100. So maximum for me is 50 years, perhaps. After that, you go to eternity. Eternity is a place with no end. So if my wife will make me not to get to heaven, why should we be together? Why should it be that now I have lost focus? My wife is my main focus. So Jesus used to be my focus. Now I, I turn and say my wife is my focus. It's an error. The privilege of going to heaven, the privilege of being saved by the blood, the privilege of knowing God is enough to make me pay any sacrifice. Is enough. Is enough. Is enough to make you want to pay any price. Is enough for you to pay the price of losing your parents. Is enough for you to wanting to pay the price of not being rich. Is enough for you paying the price of not having to say goodbye. Is enough for you to pay the price of not having a house. The privilege of making it to heaven. Why do you want to be in a mansion of Mabati on earth and miss a mansion of gold in heaven? How are your priorities? What's, how, how do you reason? What is more important? Gold or Mabati? I want to be, I want to be in, the, in the streets of gold. My God, I've walked on the streets of dust for so many years. Especially being born in Africa. Or like a sassy bear. Or like a sassy in Road. Eh? You know the dust you... What is more important, Mike? Or having your wife? Heaven is more important. The land of milk and honey. That's the land I want to go to. That's the land you want to go to. What is it? Streets of gold. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. Nothing to the promise I have in you. Nothing can compare to that promise. Nothing. The promise of being in heaven. The promise of being with the Savior. Seeing Jesus eyeball to eyeball. Sleeping on Abraham's bosom. Our Lord. Hey, sitting with Jesus. Sitting with David. Sitting with Apostle Paul. Walking in the streets. Nothing can compare. What do you mean? Seeing Apostle Peter. Seeing Elijah, the man who called fire from heaven. Seeing Elisha who killed children. And telling him, Hey, Usiniari, missing Obaya. 
It's not bad. It's not bad. Sing Peter, the man who walks on water. Sing Eliezer, son of Dodo. You look at his hand, you say, you mean a sword stuck in your hands? Mighty man of David. You see David with his men? Sing a Dino in heaven. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. I sing for joy at the works of your hands forever. Who the lyrics? Someone help me. Let's sing. Forever. Forever. You forever. Say nothing. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. I sing for joy. All your hands. Forever. Comparison to being in heaven. There's no comparison to worshiping God in heaven. So whatever price you have to pay to make it there, pay it. There's no comparison of living 70 years in sweetness of life and living for eternity in pain and struggle. In torment, in gnashing of teeth, asking for a drop of water. There's no comparison. I'd rather suffer here but be rejoiced in heaven. I'd rather be homeless here, but have a mansion in heaven. I'd rather be with no parents here, but meet my father in heaven. I'd rather be homeless here, but have a mansion in heaven. I'd rather have no time to say goodbye here, but have time to hug my father in heaven. I'd rather, I'd rather pay the price. Nothing compares to the promise I have in Shout to the Lord all the earth. Power, power and majesty. Praise to the King. Say mountains, mountains bow down and the seas will roar. Are the
obedeceremos. My friends, don't listen to anyone who claims to be following Jesus. But he's, he's following Jesus because he wants to get rich, he wants to get successful, and he wants to be blessed. Don't follow anyone whose claims of following Jesus are based on I'll be rich, I'll be successful, I'll be blessed. That is not Christianity. Christianity is about losing. It's about sacrificing. It's about suffering. And it's about dying. The religion we belong in is a religion of sacrifice. People are promised of fake virgins in heaven. And they blow themselves up to go and be with virgins. You, you, are, you are promised the savior. The savior. The beautiful streets of gold. You are promised eternity. And you want to trade it? You want to trade it for a good life on earth? You want to trade it for a beautiful wife? You want to trade it for a good career? You want to trade it for Mercedes? You want to trade it for Bang? Ngwai? What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his dear soul? What will it profit you? Regardless of the warnings Jesus gave, those warnings were not to deter you from following him. Those warnings were to even make you more eager and willing to follow Jesus. So you have four appointments. The first foundation of this church is the foundation of four appointments. The first appointment is the appointment. Do you want to know the first appointment? It's the appointment of losing. Your appointment of losing. Matthew 16, verse 25. Matthew 16, verse 25. The appointment of losing, brother. The appointment of losing. You have to lose something. For whoever who desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever who loses his life for my sake will find it. You have to lose something. Look at me, everybody. Following Jesus means you gotta lose something. You gotta lose something. Tell me about you gotta lose something. You gotta lose. Philippians 3 verse 7. Or Filipino. Now, Prince, you gotta lose something if you're gonna follow Jesus. Their minds are losing. Yeah. If you chose to follow Jesus, you chose to lose. If everybody is wearing a sweater, remove it. Those with sweaters right now. King. Everybody with a sweater, remove. No one, anyone with a sweater, you'll start sleeping. Yeah, you're wearing a jacket. Yeah, watch one. Remove it. The Bible says, can we read together? One, two, three. Verse 8. Quickly. Message Bible from verse 7. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. 
Let's read together. The very credentials these people are waving around as something special. I am tearing up and throwing out with the trash along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? The very credential on What's that? The very credential. My mic. The very credentials these people are waving around as special. Oh, someone's mic is on and you are making your it's closer to your phone. Check, don't put your on the ones with microphones close to your phone and it's on. The very this is a very powerful scripture, yeah? The very credentials these people are waving around as something special. For me, mine, I'm tearing it up and throwing out with trash along with everything else I used to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. That masters you're waving around as something special, mine, I'm tearing it up. That family you consider very special, mine, I'm tearing it up. That wife you're considering very beautiful and the best thing that happened to you, that husband that you cannot stay without calling, mine, I'm tearing it up. That husband you, you think and dream about, you're always saying, oh, my husband, oh, my sweet boy, my sweet baby, that one, I'm considering trash. That beloved of viewers, whom you have to keep texting even when I'm preaching and saying, I consider it as trash. That career you consider so big that you will not follow Jesus because of that career, those credentials for me are trash. That business of cuckoo that you can't close to go and serve Jesus, I consider it trash. I tear it up. I tear it up. I tear it up. Verse 8. It's not me. When you get to heaven, ask, ask Apostle Paul. <laughs> Can we read together? Yes, all things I once thought were so important are gone from my life compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ. First hand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog done. I have dumped it all in trash so that I could embrace. Dog dung, ni pupuya dog. Kinyesi. All those things that were going for me and I consider them something special, they are insignificant right now compared to the high knowledge of knowing Jesus. Mwendoa, those girls you considered very special that you keep texting them and you send them nudes? Yeah. Or do you think I don't know? <laughs> Brother, relax. I know what I'm saying. Those girls, consider it trash compared to knowing Jesus. That boyfriend that you keep calling to in the night, when he left you for a day, you were crying. You couldn't sleep the whole night. That's dog dung. Papa. What was the name of that guy, by the way? No, not Pabs. The other one. 
Ray. The Raymond guy who you couldn't live for Jesus. I want you to read that scripture. I want you to read that scripture for yourself. Very loud. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life compared to the high privilege of knowing Jesus Christ as my master. First hand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Is insignificant, dog dung. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ. All the things that I thought were going for me, I consider them very useful. Golda, all the slaying, feeling sweet on the DM, on the Instagram, all that is dog dung. Kinyesi chaumbwa. Manua, compost, mbolea, yakupanda, mimea, mbolea, yakupanda, all those hips you think are so important, mbolea, yakupanda, all those boobs you think are so important, Mimea ya kupanda. Mbolea ya kupanda. All these biceps you think are so important that you can't serve God because you have them. Do this, do this. Do this. Flex, flex them. All this. Mbolea ya kupanda. Mimea. Omundu. Ujua jiyote ukonayo. Mbolea. Yakupanda. Mbolea. All the drip you think you got. Mbolea. Yakupanda. Mbolea. No sim. All the boy you will not leave from Kayole. The one who is not born again. Mbolea ya kupanda Mbolea You see that husband you love? And you're always thinking about him? Mbolea ya kupanda You see these nails that you love so much? Then the sling? Eh? Anatembea. I can't walk from here to there. Everybody watch. Watch the catwalk. Iyo yote ni mbolea ya kupanda na tunaikemea.
Hiyo yote ni nini? Ya kupanda mimea. Na tunaifanya lili? Makucha. These beautiful nails that are so important to you. Mbolea ya kufanya nini? All this hair. Ni mbolea ya kufanya nini? Na tuna nini? Kwa sababu gani hatuwezi kutegemea? Ni mbolea ya kufanya nini? Kwa hivyo tunaifanyia nini? Kwa sababu Kwa manake iko na nini umbea Hivyo basi tutafanya nini Hivyo basi tutaku Skita All this beautiful forehead That you got Nimbolea Ya kufanya nini Kwa hivyo, kwa sababu, tutakufanyia. Content ninafanya nini? Ninawapea. Ambia jirani yako mwambia hiyo ni mbolea ya kupanda mimea na tuwezi hitegemea kwa hivyo tutakuombea kwa sababu hakuna faida hinakupea Are we together? Yes. Sit down. Acha akule. Whoa. So because of following Christ. By the way, do we have 10 o'clock tea? Oh, we don't have, yeah? It's lunch. Because... If you didn't come early, we, our breakfast is served at 7.30. So from 7.30, the next thing is lunch. And from there, 10, 4 o'clock. From 4 o'clock, dinner at 9.30 or 9. Hatunge weza ku wangojea. Hitabidi me. Kwa sababu mulifanya nini? Mulisembea. Nanjai nafanya nini? So because of Christ. Pastor ninafinyilia. Now listen, listen. Because of Christ. Hey, we have more people coming today. Hey. Wow. 
from Machakos. Wow. They are coming with suitcase and bags. Wow. Wageni wet to draw up and die. Wageni wet to draw up and die. In one, two, three, let's go. Hey. Beautiful, sit down, sit down, sit down. I have to teach Bala. Welcome. The camp is getting hotter, eh? It's still the one. Our father has not yet come. When our father comes, hey! It will be hotter than? The Bible says, I go before thee to prepare the way. For he that comes after me is greater than I. So I'm just preparing the way. For he that comes after me is greater than I. Sit down, sit down, sit down. So because of Christ, you will experience the appointment of loss and losing. This means a lot to anyone who cares to think about it. Because of Christ, you will experience loss and losing. You will lose many things, man. I've not started to look at what you will lose. Hey. The cost is high. The price is intensive. But it cannot be compared to being in heaven. It cannot be compared to being saved by the blood. It can't be compared to knowing Jesus. It can't be compared to the lavish celebration. The Bible says these days of small potatoes cannot be compared to the days of lavish. These days of small potatoes. The problems you are going through are small potatoes. Small potatoes. My potatoes kiddo? Kidogo. So loss means you will come to be without certain things. Write that down. Loss means you will come to be without certain things. Bro, loss means, this is, remind me your name, Balo from Eldoret. It means you'll be without certain things, brother. Hey, LD. One your marks. Get set. Hey. Who do you want challenge? Yeah, we still down in. A piano. Oyonienu, Machakos, Yaonigani, Amujui. Loss means you will come to be without certain things. This means there may be little or no prospects of recovering the things you lose. There may be little or no prospects of recovering what you lose. Prince, you will have to lose some things if you're going to follow Jesus. If you want to really follow Jesus. And there's no guarantee you're going to gain them. There's no guarantee you're going to gain them. You're not guaranteed. 
I'm using Prince because he's next to me. Don't start saying that word was for Prince. It's for you as well. And I, because I like him. Are we together? There's no prospect of gaining. In the kingdom of God, you're going to lose some things. Yeah, and the truth is, some things will always have to be lost. That's the truth. You've lost weight. During this COVID, you've lost a lot of weight. Look at how you are. Look at how you are. Hakuna 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 Because some things have to be lost. Some things have to be lost. I don't understand how it is easy to spend 1,000 shillings on pizza, but it's very hard to give 1,000 as offering. It's not a mystery. It just shows you don't want to lose. It is that simple. You don't want to lose. You don't want to lose with God. You want to lose with your stomach and the toilet. And ladies, today, Tuesday, you, you people are pizza in. Buy one, get one free, lining up. But the same people can't give God 1,000 shillings. They don't want to lose with God. They are willing to lose. They want to lose with, with I want to sacrifice to take my girl out. Those are called sacrifices for the dead. I hope I'll get there if I have time. Because I want to talk about different types of sacrifice. One of it is called the sacrifice for the dead. Sacrifice that is worthless, no power. Yeah, you see how people say, oh, I'm a kufa tumchangie mungu atubariki. Hakuna kituka hiyo. That is called sacrifice for the dead. God has not rewarded you with Tangiam Tomekufa. It's scripture, I'll show you. It's in Isaiah. Actually, the Jesus says, Let the dead. What is it? So don't think that you can go and 20,000, the Lord will bless you because you're in Karimu. No. It's called sacrifice for the dead. No value. It's just charitable acts that have no eternal value. You just see a sir. Trasamatu Asanti. Shukran. Sacrifices for the dead. You see a boy, he's willing to bet 10,000 bob. Naicho make a man new. Lakini, he can't give 10,000. But he's stuck on, at betting. Some things have to be lost. You have to lose betting. You can't be following Jesus and you're betting. You can't be following Jesus and you're a better. You have to lose some pleasures of this world. Yes. The Bible says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. So you have to lose some things. Everybody, you have to lose some things. You have to do what? You have to lose. Are we together? Are we together? Loss means number three. Loss means, is it number three or number two? Number two. Loss means you will suffer the deprivation of certain things. You will be deprived of certain things. You will be deprived of a good house. You will be deprived of a, of a wildy boyfriend, a secular boyfriend. Oscolombo. You know you guys say, the girls in church say that the boys in church don't know how to love. So I want a, I want a guy from the world who will love me. If you're going to follow Jesus, you might have to settle for the boy next to you. Who doesn't know how to love. Who does not like fornicating before marriage? His hobby is praying. Who, when he takes you for a date out, he's.
who when he takes you out, he takes you to a prayer garden. That's the boy you might have to live with. To suffer loss means you might have to suffer deprivation of certain things. You'll be deprived. You will be what? Of certain things. Look at your neighbor, ask them, what don't you want to be deprived of? Because what you keep can affect your ministry. Actually, your ministry is limited by what you are willing to keep. Your ministry is limited by what you are willing to keep. Your ministry is, is limited by what you are willing to keep. If you are willing to keep that girl who is not born again, and you want to serve God, it can't work. Your ministry is limited by what you're willing to keep. Oh Lord, help us. Search your heart and ask yourself, what is that that I'm willing to keep so hard that is limiting my ministry? What's that relationship that I'm willing to keep at, what, at every expense to limit my ministry? That boy, you're always texting every time. You've saved him as, as Mama Wamboga so that people don't know he's a boy. I'm a stand big bank. Mpesa. Stand big bank. <laughs> Fuliza. You've saved him as Pochi La Biashara. I'm a fundi wanguo. Eh? Shosh. Eh? Airtel money. You've saved him as Airtel money. Listen, 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 listen. Shh. What is that that you're willing to keep? Because it's going to limit your ministry. Your ministry is limited by that which you're willing to keep. You must suffer loss. To suffer loss means to be lose. Do what? Read for me that point. To be deprived of certain things. To suffer loss means to be deprived. You might be deprived living in the city like Pastor Eddie or Moses or Bonke. They were deprived of living in the city so that they can be with Jesus to save your souls. They were deprived of the life of the Nairobi. They were used to Nairobi. Pastor Eddie was brought up in Nairobi. This is the first time he's gone out of Nairobi for the rest of his life. The first time. Minus high school, right? Now living. This is the first time you're living out of Nairobi. But he had to go through it. This is the first <laughs> But he, had, he, was, he was used to Nairobi life. Now you have to readjust to Machakos. You have to be deprived. I count it down. Everything they are waving to celebrate. Listen, listen, listen. Shh. Listen. To suffer loss 
means you have to be deprived of certain things. You have to be deprived of the life you want to live. Some of you, God is calling you to settle in machakos and be permanent in machakos. You will do well in machakos more than your desire to come to Nairobi. Because in machakos, God is with you. Some of you, God wants you to settle in Eldoret and live there. You will do well there more than Nairobi. Because in Eldoret, God is with you. And guess what? You don't prosper because of location. You prosper because God is with you in that location. So you just need to ask, Lord, where do you want me? And guess what? God wants you where your church is. That's where God wants you. Or why did God introduce you to that church? Why? That is your place of sacrifice. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, do not offer your sacrifice anywhere. You have to offer the sacrifice where I, the Lord, will show you. That's what the Bible says in Deuteronomy. The place you are in, the church you are in, is the place where the Lord wants you to offer your sacrifice. So you have to be deprived of the desire of living in Nairobi. Yeah. You have to be deprived of the desire of wanting to live in Nairobi from Nyeri. God is going to bless you in Nyeri far much more than, you, than, than you, you, your hard work will bless you in Nairobi. Where God is, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord, make it rich and ask no. Where you are is where God wants you planted. Unless you are sent. Because where you are sent, God goes with you. Because it is him that is sending you through the man. It is him that is sending you through the man. Abraham prospered when he was sent in the desert. He dug wells in the desert and he prospered. Isaac, the Bible says, sojourn in this land. Sojourn in this land. And it was a desert time. It was a famine time. And the Bible says that he sowed in that desert land. And in the very year, he reaped 60-fold, 30-fold, and 100-fold. In a desert year. Rather, in a, in a desert season. Nothing can compare to where God has sent you. Where God has sent you? Where God has sent you, my brothers? Eh? Hey. If God tells you right now, go to Lodua, to start my work in Lodua, wake up and go. You will, you will prosper in Lodua more than your hard work will prosper you in Nairobi. Yes, where God sends you, you begin to prosper. But you must be willing to suffer loss. Loss of having friends in Nairobi. The comfort of Nairobi, the comfort of nice swimming pools. Yes, you might have to go and swim in the rivers. Dufumpara Ro. I talk to you direct. I stop going through the corners. Motuko, I'm not going through the corners. I'm talking to you direct. My friend, God wants you to be where he wants you. You will prosper, chief. You will prosper in Eldoret more than if you want your hard work to bring you to Nairobi. Tell yourself, I'll only leave that city if my pastor tells me, go to that land and start a church. I, I was telling the guys in Eldoret, I told them, how many Indians are here? They told me, so many Indians are here. I asked them, are those Indians prosperous? They told me, yes. I told them, why are they not forcing to go to Nairobi? Why are they not forcing? Because they saw that they can prosper in that land more. I think they are one of the richest people there, right? They are the ones with those big hospitals, big malls, offices. They play golf in Eldoret. You don't have to be in the city to prosper. You just have to be where God wants you. Sojourn in that land. Do you know about sojourn in that land? 
Sajon where God wants you. In Rongai, if God wants you here, stay here. Stop saying if I get to Lovington, I will do well. Kilelesho is my is my portion. Ridgeways is my portion. Rongai ni kupita tu na pita. Ini mapito. Ni kwa muda tu. Mimi mpita njia. Listen, if God wants you in Rongai, you will prosper more in Rongai than your hard work will prosper you in Modaiga. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and has no sorrow. What makes rich is not hard work. If it was hard work that makes rich, there are people who work harder than you. True or not true? Even right now they are working. But you imagine this week you will be seated here and you will be receiving M-Pesas on your phone. You will be receiving M-Pesas on your phone. You receive 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. Father, I lift your hands, lift your phones up, your phones, or your, where, your account where, you, where your money is. Father, I'm praying for these phones. The Bible says that God commanded, Jesus commanded that there should be gold coins in the mouth of a fish. And true to the words of Jesus, there was. So Father, in the same manner, if gold can be found in the mouth of fish, which is harder than finding money in my Mpesa, I decree and declare money will be found in these Mpesas. This week, everything you've spent to come for this camp, you are receiving four times of it. You are receiving four times of it. Whatever you spend to come for this camp, this week the Lord is repaying you four times. I'm saying four times. Four times in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you because you will do it in Jesus' name. You have to suffer loss. Number what? Number three. Number three or number four? Number three. To suffer loss means to be unable to keep or maintain certain things in your life. Being unable to keep or maintain certain things in your life. Being unable to keep or maintain some things in your life. Being unable to keep or maintain certain things in your life. To suffer loss means there are things you will not be able to keep. Like you can't keep and maintain that girlfriend, man. You can't maintain him. The day you, you chose Jesus, Kevin, right? Eh? Calvin. The day you chose Jesus, you could not maintain that girlfriend. You can't maintain him. You have to suffer loss of that girlfriend. You have to. There are certain things you can't maintain. You can't maintain the double standards. You are neither hot nor cold. You are neither black nor white. You have either to be white or black. That's why our teachers are either black or white. We don't have another color in this camp. Black or white. So that you are either black. Hijalishi. When you black or white. When you chali them. Hijalishi. This generation. This generation shall praise the Lord. You have to suffer loss of not being able to maintain some things. You can't maintain the relationship you had, the first relationship you had with your parents. Yeah, it's the truth. I wish it was otherwise, but it's the truth. You might have to be antagonists. Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace on earth, but a sword. Jesus was speaking. Give me that scripture. I did not come to, me, to bring peace, 
but a sword. A son against a father. A daughter against a mother. He didn't come to bring peace. So you may not be able to maintain that frosty relationship. Because you, you've chosen Jesus. And you don't want to follow Jesus on the peripherals. You want to follow Jesus deep in. You want to follow Jesus deep end. Fully. Then they want to follow on the peripherals. Baby pool. You don't want that. You want to follow Jesus. You want to experience the World Cup of following Jesus. By World Cup, I mean the highest standard in football is World Cup, right? So the highest standard possible of following Jesus. That's what I want to experience. I don't want to be a Kenya Premier League kind of Jesus follower. No, I want to be World Cup. I want to be UEFA kind of following Jesus. You understand? The highest possible level that someone can experience in following Jesus. I want to go through it. I want to go through his sufferings. I want to go through his losses. I want to go through his sacrifices. I want to go them. They'll be hard. Go them. Through them. I want to. One time our son has, had been unwell for some time. He had some brain injury. So he couldn't sit or walk. So I was so scared about it. I remember I came and prayed and told Lord, I told the Lord, Lord, I will not only accept what is good from you. Choose to give this to me. I'll still take it. I went and told my wife, I don't want you to be bitter with God. If you decided this shall be the case of this young man, this shall be his story. We will raise him like this. We will take him. I told him, we are not going to be bitter with God. Did I tell you that? We won't be bitter with God. Whatever God gives us is what we will take. Because he's my God. And I wanted to show him that, Lord, there's nothing that can separate me. My, nothing can ruin my relationship with you. Nothing can change me. Nothing can keep me from following you. Nothing can keep me from following you. So fast forward. After we made that prayer, the Lord gave me a scripture in Job. He told me, you will remember these problems no more. There shall be like a river. It was Job chapter what? This problem, you shall remember them no more. Who is this calling me? I'm preaching and you're calling. I want a discernment. <laughs> so the Lord gave me this scripture. It's Job chapter what? You shall remember these problems no more. The Bible says, you will forget your troubles and remember it only as water gone by. Your life will be as bright as and darkness will seem like morning. That was Thursday morning or Wednesday morning. It is Job chapter 11, verse 16. It was Friday, Friday 15th October. After we had gone to the doctors, the MRI, and that's when we discovered that he has a brain injury. The following day, I, I was praying. I prayed in the morning. So he gave me this scripture. Because you would forget your misery and remember it as water that passed away. Verse 17. And your life would be brighter than noonday. Though you were dark, you would be like the morning. Verse 18. Verse 18 says, and you would be secure because there is hope. 
Yes, you dig around and you take your rest in safety. So the Lord gave me that scripture. After I finished praying, I sent it to my wife. I told after I told her we will not be bitter with God. Whatever he chooses to do with us, we are his. If he chooses to slay us, yet shall I still worship him. If he chooses to kill me, I remember we were sitting with someone else and I told them, this thing can easily make you bitter with God. But you should not allow anything to separate you and your maker. Nothing should separate you. Suffer loss for everything. Yeah. So fast forward. That was Friday. We had an appointment with a neurologist on Tuesday. So I didn't go. I was preaching. I was here. So my wife went. Then just before I came to preach, I received a text from my wife. The doctor has said the boy is fine. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I called her. I said, what do you mean? But it's the, it's the, and it's the same doctor who had said this condition is very serious. Same doctor. This problem is not so good. But he was confused. Because I thought about the secret of the communion. You remember? So we had been giving him. So the boy was moving. He was smiling. He was intelligent. He recognized people. But there was this one thing that he could not do. So the doctor was confused, was torn between. If he can do everything else, why not this one? So he was not sure what is happening. So when he told me, immediately I knew the Lord is at work here. But now he's a professional. I cannot start telling him, don't worry. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. It's a miracle. This is the miracle meal at work. I kept my faith to myself. I said, you do your professional work. The same doctor who declared that issue was the same doctor who came and said, and gave us the name of the condition. He said, this condition is called this and this. And it affects, it happens because of the brain dies because of lack of oxygen when the boy is being born. The same doctor who said that was the same doctor who said, by the way, he is actually not affected. He's actually okay. The boy is fine. Just do, there is no, I won't even give you drugs because there's no need for drugs. Just do, let him do exercises. In one month, he'll be fine. Same doctor. But I had gotten to the place where I said, Lord, I'm willing to suffer loss. I'm willing. I will not allow anything to separate me from you. I am not willing. That's why even when, when they were going to the doctor, I was preaching. I could not stop preaching to go and, and, and attend to my son. Why? My first calling is to God. He's the one who gave me the boy. He's the one who gave me. So if he decides to take him, who am I to say, oh Lord, why did you take that boy? You're the one who gave me in the first place. If I give you a phone, this phone, and say, Bonke, use this phone, then I come and say, bring back my phone. Will you be angry with me? It's my phone in the very first place. You must be willing to suffer loss of some things. There are some things you can't maintain. You can't maintain self. Your, your, your desire of self-preservation is keeping you from following Jesus. You want to be self-preserved. You don't want to go through pain. You don't want to go through any slight discomfort. 
You don't want to go through it. You are comfortable. There are certain things you can't maintain and follow Jesus. You can't maintain comfort, my dear, and follow Jesus. You can't maintain that boy and follow Jesus. Some of you might have to break up with the boy during this camp. You might have to write him a text and say it's over and block the number. And say, I've chosen Jesus over you. I can't maintain you and maintain Jesus. One of them will suffer. And I'm not willing to have Jesus suffer. I will not put Jesus on a corner. The Bible says, put not your teachers into a corner. Don't put them not to the corner. I'm not willing to push Jesus to the corner, but I can push you to the corner. Because what do I get from you? Nothing. I would rather lose you than lose Jesus. Nothing can be compared to me being in heaven. I told you I'm not I'm ready to even lose my wife to make it to heaven. Jesus said, if the left hand keeps you from heaven, cut it. If the right, you'd rather enter heaven maimed and than to lose my whole soul. Yeah. Number four and the last one. Four and the last one. You have to suffer loss. Means you will have to give up and forfeit the possession of certain things. You'll have to lose, or rather you'll have to give up and forfeit the possession of certain things. You'll have to do what? Give up and forfeit the possession of certain things. That means there are things you'll have to forfeit. Mbele nina endele nina zidi kutembea maumbi uya sikie e wanao nipandishe means what? You have to give up and forfeit the possession of that means there are some cars you will not drive and be okay with it. Bonke, you may never drive a Mercedes. 
but be okay with it. I may never drive a Mercedes, but I'm, I've made peace with it. I've made peace with it. I may never uh, fly business class, but I've made peace with it. Because Jesus has not promised me, if you follow me, you'll be on business class. That's not the promise he gave me. I may never leave this country. I've made peace with it, but I still want to follow Jesus and make it to heaven. That's all I want. All I want is to follow Jesus. All I want, I may not be able, I have to forfeit possession of certain things. I may not, hold, I may not own a house in the best places of the city. I may not live in Karen, or even Modaiga, or even Lavington, but I've made peace with it. My desire is to be with my father. At the end of the day, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's all that matters to me. Everything else, I can do without. But I can't do without those words. I can't do without those words. Well done, good and faithful servant. I can't do, do without a Mercedes. Right now I'm doing without a Mercedes. Yeah, I may not have to drive a Mercedes. I'm okay living in a Dorette and never making it. As long as I'm in the will of God. As long as Jesus is happy and he sees fit for me to be in Eldoret, for me to be in Nyeri, for me to be in Machakos, for me to be in Rongai and never make it. As long as Jesus is happy, I'm okay with it. I might have to suffer loss of certain things. Come, 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 come. Simeona, yo. Simeona. Give Pastor Victoria. Quickly, brother. Muendua. I have caught him many times that he's always denying. Now, today we've caught him. Rand. Kamara Meshika, you, eh? Surrender. Fire. Are you happy? Beautiful. That's very good. Appreciate, appreciate Lady Pastor Victoria. So ladies and gentlemen, there are things you'll have to suffer loss for Christ. So I want to show you how to suffer loss for Christ. How to suffer loss for Christ. How to suffer loss for Christ. Philippians 3, verse 8. Philippians 3, 8. We read the scripture, but we are not reading again. Philippians. Yet indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as what? As done that I may follow Christ. You must accept to lose everything for Jesus Christ, just as Paul did. Paul suffered the loss of many things. When you don't lose, you will never gain. Write that down. When you don't lose, you don't gain. The 12 disciples of Jesus had lost everything because they followed Jesus. They had left all to follow this stranger who walked into their lives and said, follow me and I'll make you. 
They had lost their professions. They lost their families. They lost their friends. But they gained Jesus. Because you will never gain without losing. Tell them you will never gain without losing. In the kingdom of gain, in the kingdom of God, we gain by losing. That's the mystery. That in the kingdom of God, when you lose, you are actually gaining. When you lose friends, you're gaining friends. Pastor Hidu lost friends here when he left the church to go and start the church in Eldoret. Right? How many, come, give him the microphone. He lost so many people here. He lost so many. He was telling me, Pastor, I have no friends in Eldoret. How was it? Like when we went to Eldoret, we knew nobody. They knew nobody. Only an uncle. Of Only an uncle of, of his, who is older, is like 60, 60 years. Yeah. He has retired. Yes, yes, and this guy is 20-something. <laughs> so they, there's no friendship there. So I remember when we, when we got there, it was just to go somewhere by like a waterfall and just sit there because I have no one to call. Like, he, oh my God. He'd go by the waterfall and sit there because he has nobody to call. All his friends are here. We were left here. Yeah. Even when Lady Sandy, like, like, when she, Lady has Sandra no, like came. Yeah, she has like no one. She just stays at home. She, you, are, uh, you are our only friend. Yes. You are oh my home, God. She won't talk to anyone. Like, if you're not home, like, she has no one to talk like to. Like live life. Like live life. She will sleep. Yeah. She knows nobody. The lady has no friends. And here she had so many friends. Pastor Victoria, Pastor Joy. All those were her friends. But when she left and went to Eldoret, she suffered the loss of friends. If Pastor Eddie is not in the house, Pastor Eddie is the only friend to Lady Sandra. If Pastor Eddie is not in the house, the girl has nobody to talk to. So you can imagine the work the boy does. <laughs> He's become a radio. Lest the girl becomes depressed. Because maybe she's not willing to lose friends. She's not, she's not gone through the, the, the season of loss with grace. Uh -huh. Like you have no one. As in, it's so lonely. When you go, it's lonely. He suffered friends. He had to be lonely. What else did you lose? Number one, he had to suffer the loss of friends. Family. Number two, he had to suffer the loss of family. All his family is in Rongai. Pastor Gen is his brother. Yeah. The mother is here. He had to lose the church family. He had to My lose child. His, eh? He had to lose his child. He had to leave his child in Nairobi with the grandmother. Say, you stay here. You have to hate your child. You have to hate. And say, I love you, but I hate you. I love you, but I hate you compared to Jesus. Compared to Jesus, I love you, but I hate you. I have to suffer the loss of making you happy. Because I want to follow Jesus. Smaller house. He had to move to a smaller house. He was living in a very big house. When I went to his house, he told me, Pastor, you see these things we've put here? We have nowhere to put them. They were still in, in boxes by the side of the bed. They had nowhere to put them. Because the house they were going into was smaller compared to the house they had come. They were, they were from a two-bedroom to a one-bedroom. Because they had to readjust life and fit into the life of a missionary. Because all this is not because they are being given transfer by any company. They have not been promised any job in Eldoret. Have you been promised any job? No. All this they were doing because they wanted to follow Jesus. Their intention 
was Jesus. Their desire was Jesus. They said, Jesus, where you lead me? Where you lead me, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Where you move, I'll move. I will follow you. Where you go, I go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Where you move, I'll move. I will follow you. That was what was driving his heart. He didn't know anybody there. He knew nobody. He suffered the loss of friends, family, house, what else? Child. Business. He had to close his cuckoo business and go. He left. Not that he's closing to go and open in Eldoret. No, 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 no. Not transferring. He's saying, if we die hungry, we don't pay him. He's a lay pastor. He does not touch the offerings. Do you touch? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Even coming here, nothing. Even coming here, nothing. If the Lord does not provide for you, then you've not been called. Actually, that is what was teaching me yesterday. He told me one of the signs of someone who has been called is when they, they, they are in hardships and somehow they emerge. He told me that's a test of someone who has been called, who has the true calling. I, I realized exactly that's what he did to me. He just said, go and start a church. We went with nothing. <laughs> Minus the word, he said, go. You know, even this church we started as a joke. <laughs> you guys remember. It was a joke. We are going on Sunday. You're serious? Yes. Pray for us. We knelt down. After, in the Zah service, we knelt down. He said, pray for us. He said, Father, help them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then he laughed. He said, you guys, you are serious. You are going. He said, yes. Come Sunday. We are not there. We've gone. It was small. We left a big church. And small boys. We, do not know, we don't know anything about church growth. Eh? We don't know anything about pastoring. As we just pastored through the teaching of Pastor Jimmy. Everything I know about pastoring, I just observe Pastor Jimmy listen to his sermons do. Not, I don't know anything else. So I went there. 21 drunkards. Where are my 21s? The founding members. These are the founding members. The others, I think, are working. These are the founding members. We were just 21 of us. Augustus, 21 of us. Drunkards. In a smoky dining hall. That's why you were saying, when the neighbor was trying to let some smoke, you were saying, you will not take us back to misery. Because we used to be in a church service. And smoke would come from the kitchen. It's like hell's kitchen. And we cannot do anything. Because we've been, we've been just given space there. So if you start complaining, you Then you remember the words of the hell's, hell's kitchen. If you can't stand the heat, then get the hell out of the kitchen. <laughs> remember that program? But we had to suffer the loss of living friends, of being laughed at. Look, when we started this church, sit down. When we started this church, the bigger guys, used, we never used to call us a church. You guys remember? Yeah. We never used to call us a church. We would say, you are not a church. You are a fellowship. They used to call us fellowship. We would feel bad. Hey, the only person who used to call us a church was Pastor Jimmy. When he stands on the, oh my God, that's why I love him. When he stands, he would say, we have a church in Tumani. Called the Greater Love Church. 
He's the only one who used to say this is a church, of which he's the only one who matters. If he says it's a church, everyone else, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. We don't give it. They used to say, we will be recalled back. They used to tell me that, by the way. You, you'll be recalled back because it won't work. Ah, I don't even, I, I forgotten that, by the way. That's what they used to tell me. You, you'll be recalled back. You won't work. I was 21. It's true, it wouldn't have worked. But I had suffered the loss of everything. What was there to lose anyway? What was there to lose? I had lost everything. I had lost everything. I had nothing to lose in the very first place. Because I did not have a repetition. I didn't have anyone who believed. It was only my father who believed. The others didn't believe. So me, I just told these guys, ah, okay, I never verbalized it. But in my heart, I always knew. After all, I didn't so in my heart, I always knew I have nothing to lose. Ikikata. It's fine. Four years later, here we are. Aijawai kata. With branches. There are that one that we are saying is a fellowship. Yeah. They despise, they say the only fellowship here is church. Yeah. It's such a big fellowship now, yeah? They're even fellowshipping on a weekday. We had a fellowship. You'll be recalled. I remember even where, where I was standing when that guy said that. And I really felt bad. You're not a church. Walgoa to Darabingi. Eh? They would say, You're not a church. And it's true. At that point, we didn't look like a church. Which church means in a dining hall? A smoky dining hall. Hmm? With drunkards, people are not born again. Look, up to now, in this church, you can see someone serving and you think they are born again. Then one day the pastor calls for altar call, they come. Like in Weston, our saxophonist, Jimmy. We allowed him to serve, because here we allow you to do it. God will beat you in the work. Because our God is a God of participation. As you participate, he'll find you. He'll find you. Even maybe Prince, maybe you, God will find you. Oh, you're born again. Okay. Even Skita. You remember, come Skita. This one. She, was, she, has, she had come from singing, present worship. <laughs> Give us your story. So, um, I was new in TGL. I came the first Sunday. Then the next Sunday, I decided I'll join present worship. And I started serving the next Sunday. I, think, I don't think there was a lot of protocol at Ilea's. Do you have to go through this? I just joined and I started serving. So I had never met Pastor Jimmy or something like that. I just had Pastor Jimmy's come in one day. I was not born again. Ilea, um, I was from Mushago. You know you know God. So you think you're born again. Yeah, because you're from Mushago. Everybody's born again. If you know God. Yeah, if you know, know God. Know the guy? Yeah. I know God. No, no, no. That was the mentality that I had. And I'm sure so many people had the same mentality. Yeah, that was my story. So one day, uh, pubs came and there was an altar call. So I think I, I ran. 
Because now he explained what being born again is. And that is how I received Christ. So the girl saved. came. She had come from singing. She just came. <laughs> Crying. She knelt down. She said, I want to receive Jesus. 